Well, good morning, my friends, and welcome to the uh, back shed. This is a uh, little bit of a different way of doing it today, so uh, I'm just going to ask you to, to go with it. Let's have some fun today. And uh, the reason being is we, uh, we've had some uh, internet issues here at the church today, so I had to get in here to check on things and uh, decided let's go ahead and do Backshed from, uh, live from the church. So here we are in my office today. And uh, so hope you'll be able to enjoy some time here. I'm going to uh, be tracking along over here on the side here with my computer so I can uh, watch the, uh, the live chat uh, going on over here. But hope you guys are having a, uh, a great time. Today, um, I got to, uh, got to hang out with Luke this morning as he was uh, finally, as he and Sarah got back from Texas and had a great time while they were out there uh, learning a lot. They were uh, over at uh, checking out a church that has a huge ministry over there that Sunrise uh, takes some um, different things uh, resource-wise from. Good morning, Valerie. Good to see you. Good morning, Kathy. Good to see you. I'm glad to have you all on here. I'm depending on uh, lots of comments from you all today because it's... Uh, it's a little strange not being in my normal environment as we're doing this. So, and, and literally the internet came back on here at sunrise at about 9.59. So we were starting to think that this wasn't even going to happen at all. But anyway, we're here. This morning I thought it would be fun to jump on. Hi Susan, good to see you to jump on and uh, go into some Old Testament this morning. And the reason being, I have been reading through um, the Old Testament in my morning devotional reading, and, and God's been doing some cool stuff in there. And we've been uh, digging into, uh, I've been in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, and just this whole period of time, in there when God is getting ready to pretty much tell Israel, hey, your judgment judgment is coming. I'm going to turn you over to Nebuchadnezzar and, and you're going to head into exile for, uh, for a period of time. And, and it's going to feel like a very hopeless time uh, in in Israel's history. No, Micah, we are not in the shed this morning. So, uh, wish we could be, but uh, but no, we are not. Uh, actually, I don't because the shed is very cold this morning, and my office is oh so nice and toasty. And you can see the beautiful day um, out beside me here. So, um, so anyway, yeah, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna hit some Old Testament this morning uh, in in just a little bit of a devotional format, and then we'll uh, jump in with um, uh, Daniel. You ready? You ready for that? We're gonna be in Daniel chapter one uh, for a couple of minutes. And forgive me, I have a, a monitor over here off to the side that I'm going to be looking back and referring to as uh, we're going through here. Um, but like I said, lots of comments. Justin Litchfield, the new dad. So good to see you um, hanging out here. All right, 
I'm in Jan Daniel chapter 1, like I said, and uh, just feel free to, to follow along. But, but I want you to see this, this part. Micah, you'll like this. My Bible just automatically turned over to Micah. How about that? Um, which is not Daniel. And, uh, and now I'm slightly lost. This is, this is kind of how the morning is going. True story. Um, as, as many of you know, we have a, uh, a beautiful daughter that we adopted um, this last, or not this last year, coming upon three years ago this summer, uh, we adopted her. And um, anyway, uh, she has decided in the last few weeks that she does not enjoy uh, sleeping alone. And so she's been uh, crying out in the middle of the night and letting me know that she's there and that uh, she wants to uh, be a part of my life in the middle of the night. And what that means for me is, you see these things right here? Yeah, that, that's, that's what's going on there. So I'm a little, <laughs> probably Justin, like what you're dealing with right now. Um, new dad. Okay, so, so let, let's take a, look, a little look here. We are in uh, Daniel chapter 1. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Okay? Um, and so Jerusalem is under fire, right? And, and as you read this in... Um, as I was reading this in uh, Jeremiah this morning, and, and it talked about how Nebuchadnezzar came around, and they were laying siege all around the city that uh, uh, where uh, the, the Israelites were trying to get out in the middle of the night uh, to, to escape and ended up getting chased all the way down to... Um, that one place, like I said, I'm a little, little tired, okay, um, down there by the Jordan. So, uh, back to that. So, he laid siege uh, to Jerusalem, and it says, The Lord gave Jehoiakim uh, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God, and he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ash. Penaz. I should have Luke come in here and pronounce that for me, right? Um, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. Okay, so, so the king orders this. Nebuchadnezzar orders this, and, and they've, they've brought the Israelites um, to Babylon, okay? And, and they've brought their stuff. They looted the temple and, and brought their stuff up there. And then they're saying, go get me some smart, good-looking, um, good, in good shape guys because I'm going to uh, brainwash them and uh, make them part of my, uh, my group. And, and so, like, literally, it's what's going on here. It says, The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and the wine that the king drank, okay? And so, suddenly, they're having to um, 
take on these things that the uh, uh, already parts of the culture of the Babylonians, right? They were to be educated for three years. And at the end of the time, they're to stand before the king. And so among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of uh, Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel, he called Belteshazzar. Hananiah, he called Shadrach. Mishael, he called Meshach. And Azariah, he called Abednego. And that's where we know about um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, Barb. Good to see you here this morning. Thank you so much for the kind words after last week. That was uh, that was fantastic. Really appreciated that. So glad to have you on here joining us from Ohio this morning. Go Bengals. Truth be told, I'm rooting for the Rams. But anyway, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, so get this for a second. Um, you have Israelites, people that follow the Lord, right? The, the one and true living God. And they have been told that they're going to go study and learn the language and the culture for the next three years. And we're going to give you new names, Babylonian names uh, that happens in verse 7. Okay, that's, uh, that's not insignificant that that happens. Let's, let's take a quick time out here for a second, because how would you all feel? I mean, how do we feel in the current culture? Um, oh, you're a Browns fan. That's a little rough. I'm sorry. As a Broncos fan, I don't know if we can talk anymore. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. I love you, Barb. It's good to have you here. Um, so how do we feel when, when the prevailing culture of the day um, steps up to us and, and tries to change us, right? Tries to um, completely put the uh, um, traditions and, and all of the parts of the culture try to come in and uh, make us different. And, and I know for one, that I struggle with that, right? That it, it's hard to think about a culture, um, especially like there is today, having such an influence and that, that I would have to study that culture, that I'd have to learn that language, that I'd have to take on a new name. And these guys didn't exactly have any kind of freedom or rights that they could go lobby uh, for. They did not have a Supreme Court uh, that would go interpret a constitution. Um, they did not have a legislature that would, uh, you know, have any kind of things. And yes, Valerie, you know where we're going with this. It's a mission opportunity, is it not, right? And, and so, so pick out in verse 8 here what happens. And, and I think this is a, just a, I love this passage because I think this is the state that we are today in modern culture, Okay. Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or the wine uh, that he drank. Okay, so, so he went, okay, it's okay to learn the language. That's, that's fine. It's fine that you are changing my name. I can, I can handle that. Um, that's, that's not a, a game stopper. Um, showstopper? Game changer. I get my metaphors all mixed up. I'm sorry. Um, but 
this thing of the, the food and probably meat that he would have to eat, that's going to defile me. And so he resolves. I'm like, I'm not going to be defiled by the king's food. And, and he goes out of his way. He says, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And, and here's the thing. Notice, it wasn't because of Daniel's persuasive words. It wasn't because he um, uh, went out of his way to have influence over this chief eunuch. In fact, it said, and check that out in verse 9, and God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. Get that. What did Daniel do? Okay, he resolved that he would not defile himself. Okay, so he resolved in his heart and his mind and his spirit and every part of him, I'm not going to defile myself. Sorry about the touching the mic there. And then it says, and what God did was God gave Daniel favor. And so it was Daniel saying, I'm going to be a man of conviction. And God says, and I'm going to have your back. In fact, I am going to change these people's heart and so that you will have favor in their eyes. Okay, And, um, and it says that the uh, uh, chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the, the king who assigned your food and your drink, for why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youth of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king? And then Daniel says to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned uh, over the four of them, test your servant for ten days. Test us. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink, and then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you, and deal with your servants according to what you see. Notice the confidence and faith that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have in their God. The confidence that says, all right, I'm not going to def- we're not going to defile ourselves, and we are going to um, be bold that way. In fact, we believe and trust in our God that he is going to, um, even if we, as we eat vegetables, that he is going to make us stronger. And, and, and you all know the story is it goes on to happen, okay? Um, and uh, if you go down to verse 19, notice that it says, And the king spoke with them, and among all of them none was found like Daniel's, because they um, ate all the vegetables and, and all of that. And at the end of the 10 days, this is verse 18, when the king had commanded that they be brought in, um, they, uh, before Nebuchadnezzar, among them, they, none stood like them. Okay, These four guys were suddenly, they were stronger. Um, they were more articulate. They stood before the king in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired. He found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in the kingdom. And, David, and Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. And it says Daniel was there. Daniel remained there. Okay, um, Daniel remained in the service of Nebuchadnezzar for the rest of Nebuchadnezzar's reign until King Cyrus um, would be there. And uh, there, there is something absolutely amazing in that. And that is that, that these guys were willing and understood that they were going to have to live in this new and different culture. 
and they didn't really have a choice and so they just embraced it and then they said all right it's okay to learn the language it's okay to change our names but we're going to now not only embrace and and be a part of this culture we're going to learn the language but we're also going to have confidence in our god and we're not going to defile ourselves fast forward a few thousand years here we are today right um, I've had a, uh, a good friend of mine who's a pastor that, that said this. He says, Cliff, I don't think our church today is like uh, in, in the, the church world, Big C Church, that we're, we're living like the uh, second chapter of Acts and, and the, n- the new believers and, and the church getting started in the book of Acts. He said, I think we are more like Daniel that we are strangers in a strange world. We are exiles. Um, that, that Christians are no longer, we're, we are not the dominant force in the culture in this country, right? And, and because of that, our attitude needs to be much more like the attitude of a stranger or a foreigner or an exile. And, and, and frankly, this should have been like this all the way along is that this world is not our home right so so let's go to the new testament for a second and go up to first peter and and just notice the opening um greeting in first peter as peter who you know walked with jesus christ and yet endured great persecution um he's an apostle of jesus christ and and just listen to the opening greeting of first peter he says peter an apostle of jesus christ to those who are elect exiles of the disp- of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Okay, notice he calls them elect exiles, chosen exiles, that they are not home, and the the world and the place where they are living is not their home, and and I would pray that every one of us would be able to take on that attitude that this world where we are living, the United States of America, Sacramento, California, Cleveland, Ohio, wherever you may be, it's not your home. Uh, You are here as one of God's elect, as a stranger in a strange land. I love um, the word in French, which has obviously Latin roots, for foreigner is étranger. Okay, I, I learned that as a as a young man. And étranger uh, also means stranger. Okay, that that foreigner and stranger are are synonymous words, right? And and I and I pray that we could we could understand. <sighs> that every single one of us could understand, like, this world is not my home. This culture is not my home. I have to learn the culture. I have to learn the language like Daniel did. Um, I have to learn the customs and traditions. But at the same time, I have to vow not to defile myself, that the culture is not going to change my core beliefs and who I am and that conviction will settle in and as that conviction settles in that we have the pleasure of our Lord Jesus Christ 
and that at the appropriate times he will um, well he always will be watching over us and, and going ahead of us um, but we will go through trials we will not be liked uh, in many contexts um, we will not be loved and uh, uh, we'll be persecuted that's that's the world we're living in and it shouldn't surprise us um, and we all know you know that, that these all these kinds of events are leading towards uh, ultimately the end times the the other thing that I'm reading right now in in my reading time in the morning is in Revelation and that there is going to be a time that comes uh, when when God's uh, God's going to have his way and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and a new kingdom. Um, and, and those are things that we can hope for and look toward. But in the meantime, God has you here today to live in this world, to be his salt and light. But it's not your home. All right? I think you got that, didn't you? All right, I'm going to check, see if we had any more, uh, any more comments here. Lots of little, little uh, emojis flying up there. Uh, praise God that it's not our home. That's right. Um, way better things to come and uh, love love our attitudes with that and uh, hope you enjoyed that this morning we're, we're a nice short one because like I said we're coming from my office here and uh, just kind of enjoying uh, uh, getting things working around here on a Monday morning but uh, grateful for you all thanks for joining us here in my office today known as the back shed it feels strange right we're, we're strangers in a strange place today, right? We're not in the shed. We're in my office. Uh, but have a great day, and let's pray. We'll close things up, all right? Thank you, Lord, for um, the fact that you're in charge no matter what, always. And, uh, Lord, that you, uh, you love us, and, and I pray that you will give us the conviction uh, of a Daniel that, uh, that, Lord, no matter what's going on around us, Lord, that we will make the very conscious choice not to defile ourselves by the world uh, that we are living in. Uh, but, Lord, that we will live in this world, um, that we will understand what's going on in this world and be part of it, that we will um, be able to speak the language of this culture while at the same time not embracing uh, and causing this culture to change us, Lord. Help us to be like a Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, thank you, my friends. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you back here next Monday. Don't forget, um, if you don't enjoy looking at me, but you do like listening to the things that happen in the back shed, or if you don't have the time to just join us here on Monday mornings at 10, subscribe to the podcast format, and uh, you can pick it up anywhere you go. So it's available on iTunes and Spotify and all those other uh, places where you get podcasts. You can also... Watch it later on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sunrise Community Church. All right, God bless you all. See you later. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me for the Backshed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Backshed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. The Backshed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrise community online. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrise community church. 
For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.